Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to Good Talks. I'm Marie Murataya. And my name is Mark Little. And this episode is brought to you by the wonderful folks at Bean Chowder. When horror chowder just won't do, Bean Chowder is a drink for you, fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. Yes, and. So, you have now been reading Atomic Habits. So, yes, I have. All right. And thus far, <laughs> what is your favorite part? What is the biggest takeaway? Um, or, or where are you at in it so far? I just finished up on reading about, ooh, I can't remember what I read yesterday. Um, I know what's sticking out in my head is the pointing and calling. We talked about this already, I think, about um, the idea of calling out you know, beha- your behavior being a response to your senses. So by <clears throat> utilizing more of your senses when you're trying to form habits or maybe you're trying to um, decrease certain habits or get rid of certain habits mm-hmm. by calling out what you're doing, verbally expressing it, you know, oh, yeah. um, I like that. That part. can help. So I read that. I really liked that. And then, but there's what comes right after that. Whatever came right after that, I really liked too. We're, now it's getting into the system building of it. But mm. essentially, I think what's really sticking out in my mind right now is kind of the behavior aspect of it um, and understanding that you know, in building habits or building systems and trying to attain goals and all these things, we really have to look at it from a, like, human behavior side of it Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of put this lens on of understanding the whole, um, what is his little, like, it's the whole, like, response, react, craving. There's, like, this Mm, these, like, steps. And first you... um, I don't know. I wish I wish I had it. It's at my house. First, first, it's like you notice it, or you yes, like you see. For instance, you see a candy bar sitting on the counter, and the first step is you seeing it. And then you and then you know what the outcome of it would be if you ate it, so you start to crave it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you react to that in some form to that like feeling of desire mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. the wanting, mm-hmm. and then you take an action. Which then gets that response. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting. Something like, that. Something like that. Yeah. I wish I would have brought the book because we. It's he has a lot of, and I do like this because I like having those books with those visual charts. Yeah. You know, and um, a really good one that had that was Rich Dad Poor Dad too, mm. and it, I really do like seeing how he has you know the flow charts of this is how our brain is working. Yeah. Uh, when we're creating habits, and so I really geek out over that. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have to cough for a minute. You go. You go ahead and turn <laughs> turn away and cough. But I agree. I do enjoy that flowchart stuff, and it it does. It just gives it one more way to stick in your mind. And I've absolutely noticed that thanks to reading that book, I've been more inclined to either like throw my phone further away from me and right. like try and hide it under stuff in, in order to you know do the do the negative aspect to to prevent myself from going through that sequence or like in at the last thing I'll do before I go to bed for the past couple of nights I didn't do it today but before that a couple of days uh is I'll throw my yoga mat on the floor and mm-hmm. and then because I know that's the first thing I want to wake up and do yeah and, and I wasn't struggling to do that anyways but it is funny like as you do the habits um 
so my floor is obviously carpet and I was just realizing like, uh, yeah, I don't love the feeling of the yoga straight on the carpet. Like it was, I don't know, my feet were getting like irritated and stuff. Mm. And so I said, okay, well yoga mat. And then now that's just kind of one more solid cue. Cause it's like the yes. second I step out of bed, I see the yoga mat and it's like, okay, well I know what's going to happen now. Exactly. And I think it's interesting as just adults, maybe now that, you know, I'm in an adult mindset here, um, or just a human. I but, was going to say, I don't even know what that is supposed well, to be. Because, because I think we, as we get older, we realize that, you know, we have more control over our own lives. You know, when you kind of leave your teens and you're in young adulthood and mm-hmm. um, then, you know, as you just grow as an adult, whatever, you're like, you know, especially for me, like I bought a house, then I make my own decisions about what I eat and all this stuff. Yeah. Sometimes when it comes to, I, I notice this for me and you can tell, I mean, maybe it's not the same for you, what? but for me, like the idea of like, for instance, putting my phone far away from me when I go to bed. So it's not near my bed when I wake up. So yeah. I don't look at it first thing. I've always kind of had the thought of like, well, I'm, I have willpower. I can leave it by my bed and mm, I'll be okay. Yeah. And reading this book has helped me kind of come to terms with, no, if I need to have those explicit obvious cues or boundaries even and I need to keep my phone away from my bed because that's what works for me and it helps me not because I feel better in the end ultimately I want to feel good right the goal in that is like generally to feel good and go through my day um being a little bit more present and whatever and if I start my day off on my phone it doesn't work well sure and so you know Yes, if I had the willpower, it's great. But being able to say, you know what? No, like I need this explicit cue. Yeah. It's just like I'm not, you know, I won't know to stop at an intersection if there's not a stop sign or a light like that turns red, you know? So it's okay to set those things up. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 go ahead. But I think a part of it, and he kind of touched on this so far in the book, um, just talking about, you know, when you're starting to build these systems and build these cues in, you have to understand that pride and ego can come into it a little bit yeah and you have to be able to you know allow for yourself to kind of put those things aside and say no this is what i need sure um and i like it because it's i i recently read which i want you to read this book next after you're done with the four-hour work week because i know you're on that one but it's the untethered soul Mm. i talk about it a lot with you yeah but um he talks a lot about your mind and the voice inside your head, which he calls your roommate, because your thoughts, Mm -hmm. your thoughts are another voice sometimes in your head. You know, Mm -hmm. it's yes, it's you having those thoughts, but they are other perspectives of yours. And sometimes they don't agree with what is happening or they don't agree with maybe how you want the outcomes of whatever you're doing to be. Yeah, And and just to to interject, I think sometimes those perspectives aren't even yours exactly yeah and that's what yeah and that and that's that's the difference because sometimes it's the perspective of and you know people like gary v talks about this it might be the perspective of a teacher you had in second grade or you know your parents from a long time ago and maybe they don't even believe what they taught you then anymore right but that voice for some reason is still maybe you learned it at a young enough age or under enough pressure at that moment where you think this idea that may or may not have any basis in reality is true. Right. Mm -hmm. Or it's based off societal norms or it's based off your political views and you feel like you have to think this way because you vote a certain way, whatever it is. Yeah. um, I like that in kind of 
blending like blending what I know from both ideas because in the untethered soul the author t- basically talks about telling your roommate I mean to summarize to shut up like sure. you know and t- but he goes into the house and and the you really can feel the power of it when yeah. you're like kind of practicing this but then thinking of atomic habits and building those habits <clears throat> and taking the necessary steps it comes right like full circle where you're kind of being in tune with your thoughts and the different perspectives and understanding what you need and how you want to feel and how you want to be in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, so you are, I just really like how his first kind of call to action in this book is look inward and figure out what works for you and what mm-hmm. you need. Because like for me, for instance, I need going back to the phone thing. That's a huge one for me only because when I wake up and I immediately look at my phone yeah, maybe I won't go on social media, but that there's a high percentage that I will go on social media because sure. it's so easily accessible. Sure, and it's also a habit that you've built. And it is every time I open my phone. Yeah. And so it doesn't make me, I will say, I know it doesn't make me feel good, especially in the morning. Like my feelings and thoughts are way more vulnerable because I'm still getting acclimated to the day. You mm-hmm. know, so if I see something that maybe i don't agree with or doesn't just make me feel good you know whatever it is um Mm -hmm. it has a tendency to just make my thoughts go a certain way Hmm. i yeah i mean that's i don't know that's just what i've noticed so that's why i've made the decision you know like whatever i'm gonna keep my phone away from me when i sleep um yeah and i think that whole thing of, of building the systems the whole point of it is that you don't need to exercise that self-control. Yeah. It's like self-control is kind of your your last resort. <clears throat> it's like if if that's what it comes down to, if it's like okay, I'm going to I'm going to exercise my willpower, I'm going to exercise good discipline and you can do that, that's great. But of course it's probably uh exercise that discipline muscle and it gets stronger, but exactly. the way to hedge the bets in your favor is to not put those temptations in front of your face in the first place exactly yeah and, and it go ahead no i just i was just gonna say i agree about the the idea of it can be an ego thing people are like oh well i don't need to i don't need to set up this or or you know oh, i'm sure i'm sure this xyz system works for some people but obviously i don't need that like i just i just need to be aware of it kind of a thing mm-hmm. so i don't know i agree yeah i mean and you kind of already said it but if you set those explicit things up whatever it is that you need and that works for you then you you can ultimately and he talks about that like you get to the point it's so it's just like and it's because it's basic human behavior right and Mm -hmm. it's not only mental but it's physically like it's a physical because you know the dopamine and the oxytocin you get from doing certain things whatever like those are chemical things that happen in your body Mm -hmm. same thing like I know I told you when I stopped eating sugar a couple months ago for like a couple weeks and my birthday came around and I didn't even want cake. Like I was like, I don't even, I don't even want it. It could be in front of me and I, yeah, I could say no. Yeah. Um, same thing. Like maybe, you know, you, for me, if I, I hope to get to the point where I just keep my phone away from my bed long enough to where if a couple in a couple months or weeks we go on vacation and I end up falling asleep with it right next to me on accident, I don't grab I don't grab it first thing in the morning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and it comes with 
oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Okay. It comes with that self-talk and like sure. the stories you tell yourself. Like sure. I'm a person who doesn't need to look at my phone first yep. thing in the morning. Exactly. Um, that's what's, and that's been my favorite part so far is, is that self-talk piece. I was going to say that's absolutely <laughs> one of my favorite parts too is, it, and it makes sense that it's one of the first things that comes up in the book is the foundational importance of deciding what type of person you want to be or what type of person you assume is the type of person living the life you want to live yeah and and getting into that mindset and saying like uh okay well i'm gonna instead of grabbing you know a handful of blueberries i'm just gonna grab a handful of m&ms or whatever and you're like okay but this is not the decision like a healthy person would make and then you go for your your blueberries instead and you yeah. just like just I love that just stacking up all those little tiny decisions throughout the day by the end of the day you're like oh like I made a lot of really good decisions mm -hmm. yeah and that's that's very satisfying it is satisfying and it's yeah. a, and it's totally cool to look for that satisfaction, that kind of satisfaction, because mm -hmm. he even talks about it. It's so much more long term. Mm -hmm. You know, he I think he talks about it um, in terms of like smoking. Like, yeah. well, I know if, you know, I have this cigarette right now, it's going to relieve the instant feeling I have right now, the anxiety yeah. or whatever it is. But long term, you know, is that really the effect that I want or right. do I want to build a habit in now that could start relieving anxiety little by little, even if it is, mm -hmm. you know, um, in that, in that same chapter, it's interesting <clears throat> when he talks about, uh, what is it? It's kind of like the vicious cycle of something. So if, mm -hmm. if smoking is the thing and you're like, you you essentially smoke to, in this example, relieve your attention, your anxiety or whatever. And then by smoking, you get more intense or more tense yeah. and more anxious because, Smoking is something you're trying to avoid, anyways. But then you smoke yes. again to relieve, and you it's get self-critical. Yeah, it's, yeah, it just becomes a weird, destructive cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then your your self view just continues to decrease. Mm -hmm. I guess would be his argument. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I know you were talking the other day about how when you had like a crick in your neck or something, mm -hmm. and somebody told you, "Oh, you're getting old." You're like, "Well, no, that's not like." what I'm choosing to say about it. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm just, I, you know, I'm healthy. I have a, so my neck is a little sore. I'm going to stretch it or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, um, cause it is so important how we, you know, if we have a pain or, you know, anything physical or mm -hmm. anything mental or whatever, the way that we talk about it. I mean, Dumbledore says it. What's he say? He says words are our most powerful form of magic. Oh, wow. And he was the freaking headmaster of Hogwarts school of wow. witchcraft and wizardry. Jeez. One of uh, arguably one of the most powerful wizards of all time. Wow, arguably, arguably and indeed. Words are our most powerful form of magic. I, I mean, mean, I believe it. I do too. Um, and so I just think that that's it. That's why I always get so excited when, like, you feel like those universal shifts kind of conspiring for you. Yeah. Because you've put things out there. I mean. I don't know. Your words yeah. your words do have so much power. And so how you talk about yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's like thinking about it in terms of two. You know, I know I was and still can be, but not really as much anymore. But growing up in like high school and stuff, I was so insecure about what people were saying about me mm -hmm. or whatever, which I get. Right. Sure. Nobody likes hearing bad things about themselves. 
Um, but it definitely trickled into my early adulthood. And a part of me realized later on when I started reading these books and really understanding and really looking inwards, like it doesn't really matter what anybody else is going to yeah. talk about as far as me, because I can either choose to believe what they're saying and really let it like, like dwell on it. Yeah. Or I can just shift the narrative. Yeah. And if I talk about me to me, it doesn't have to be to anybody else, but also to other people. Right. Um, that's why, like, I, I, I'm not good at this. But when people give me a compliment, oh, you know, not, you're not good at this. <laughs> you're, I'm what? working on it. Well, I'm, when people give you compliments, okay, I what? should see. I should shift that and say I'm getting better at taking a compliment. You know, because I've noticed that people will say, oh, like, even if it's something just very surface level or whatever, oh, your hair looks good today. You know, my tendency is to say, oh, it's so dirty today. You know, or whatever. Yeah. My hair is dirty. Or, uh, oh, I didn't really like it this morning. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. But a lot of us do that. We deflect these compliments. Yeah. Um, when really, like, say thank you. And when they leave the room, have a moment where you're like, yeah, my hair does look good today. Or whatever. Like, tell yourself. Yeah. Like, fill yourself up a little bit with that. Um, no, for sure. Especially just just that, the simple idea of like, oh, just say thank you. I think it's, it's so funny because, yeah. obviously, oftentimes people want to either deflect a compliment or reciprocate it like then you start looking for something about mm-hmm. the other person you're like uh yeah those are really cool shoes and it's like that's great you know that's it's awesome if someone's if someone is is lifting you up and boosting you up and and you know heaping positivity onto you then any chance you get you know send it right back to them but at the same time it's not the reason someone gives you a compliment right then it's okay to just say Thank oh, you. thanks. And, yeah. uh, and and feel good about that. And you can always think like, I'm going to pass that on, you know, mm-hmm. and genuinely do it for someone else or for that same person later on. Like, yeah, you know, whatever that is. But And, and what I what I do like about I'm always always going to reference Gary Vee just because I'm a fan. But just the idea that you don't pay too much attention either way. Whether it's like, yeah. whether someone's like, man, oh, you know, you're, look, you're looking great today. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Like everything you're doing is awesome, whatever. Or, and and by being, you know, appreciative of that, but not putting too much stock oh, into no. it, it also doesn't matter when someone comes up to you and you're like, hey, like, you really suck. Like, Ex- exactly. Yeah. And that's why, you know, again, it's really what you're saying about yourself and how yep. you're thinking about yourself. And it's, it's, it's a hard thing at first, not hard, but it is something that is tedious because if you do have a lot of what you could say like negative self-talk and like I love I sent the, I took a screenshot or I took a picture of this page and I actually sent it and read it out loud to my mom I didn't even send it to her I read it to her what because it was he was literally going through like the it's just so small the things you say that yeah. have so much power so there's this list of examples he gives like oh I'm not that good at math oh I'm always late for everything mm-hmm. oh I'll like I'll never be able to do that like this I don't know. There's like eight phrases he has on there. Yeah. I have literally probably said all of those in the last month. Mm-hmm. And I, my mom, I talk to her all the time about it because she says a lot of that stuff about herself. Yeah. And I, you know, so I was talking to her about it and I was like this, this is the negative stuff that when we stop doing this, so much more will come to us, you yeah. know? Um, exactly. Because it's just, and I talk to you about this a lot, but on some level, it's a processing power issue, right? Because if you're spending any of your energy saying <laughs> anything that's on that list, that's wasted energy exactly. that could be put towards doing the opposite of it or 
or just saying, or even just like relaxing and just yeah. and just trying to, uh, or or meditating or or doing something else, but just, but truly, any any energy you waste on being negative, especially towards yourself, I mean towards anybody, but especially towards yourself, it's just like, right. hey, that's that's foolishness. Like, let's oh, absolutely, let's uh, find a different perspective and milk it. Well, yeah, but I will say, and we were talking about this a little bit. We were playing Smash Ball outside, and. We were you brought up this point of like, so it kind of goes hand in hand with this because you brought up the point of like, as you get older, your dopamine receptors decrease and it, you know, you have to build habits, not habits, but according like, to some, some, according to some, okay. Thing. So there's, there's a possibility. I mean, it's, it's probably, it's probably right, but there's I'm a not theory. sure. We have a theory. I mean, t- t- okay. But the, just, the way the body works, things tend to break down as so, we get older. So, so yes. stick with me here. So for 40 plus years, you've been Telling yourself you're not that good at math. You I'm will never uh, stick with me here in okay. the hypothetical the world okay, that I'm building. Go. Okay. So 40 plus years you've been telling so yourself you're not good at math. So just imagine that ma- amount of time, yeah, right? You've been telling yourself or you're not good at something or you're always late for something. Or right, you, I get it. So you have all these different narratives in your head about yourself. So you're saying, you know, yes, it's time for a perspective shift. But after 40 plus years of having that habit, you have to be able to catch yourself first yeah. every time you say it. Yeah. And when you catch yourself, that's when, you know, something that I've learned, like the whole, instead of saying I have to do something, saying I get to, yep. I've, every time I've said I've have to, I go back and I say I get to yeah. out loud. Yeah. Even if I said I have to in my head, yeah. um, you have to first, you get to start first putting different wording in there so if yep. you know you arrive to your friend's party and say it's okay i'm always late you know but you didn't want to be late or whatever i mean if you're okay with that sure. you know that's part of your brand i don't know but um you know if it's something where you're like oh i'll never be on time it, instead you know you can you can say oh you know i'm working on being better at my time management or whatever like mm-hmm. something little that helps you kind of shift that narrative or you just go for it and you say i'm always on time yeah you know if that's something that is really important to you yeah um so yeah i, I would agree though i think the, a, a clear first step <laughs> is to be able to to recognize yeah those things that are not actually serving you because that's that's what it comes down to it's back to that idea of like the type of person you want to be mm-hmm. or which is ideally uh, your goal in order to live the type of life you want to live. And it just comes, it starts by defining those things by saying like, okay, that's, this is not a story I want to be telling myself because I don't see this story. Uh, Essentially what he does in that book is kind of extrapolates things. It's like, okay, if you take, the story that uh, I'm not that good at math and you play that, like you said, for the next 40 years in your head, like where does that get you? Mm-hmm. And is it getting you somewhere you want to be going <laughs> or is it getting you nothing, right? Is, is right. there is there no real upside to it? Um, and of course, I'm, you you can argue there's an upside to everything, like I'm not that good at math, so you To become go, a speech pathologist. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. You go into art, you do whatever. <laughs> and, you know, you can always spin it and you can always do you can always take that message and make it a positive for you or you can just get rid of that negative message in the first place. Yeah. Kind of thing. Don't waste your energy. But I do like that. And it, this is, um, I just like that concept of catching yourself. Yeah, me and, too. 
And something that um, I was doing the meditation from, is it just called mindfulness, that book? Uh, Or mindful meditation or something? It's something like um, strategies for dealing with a frantic world or mindful mindful habits in a frantic world. Okay. It's like Danny Penman and Mm -hmm. Dr. Mark something. Mm -hmm. If you you Google all those words, you'll find it. I think it's also on the the book list I always link. Oh, so it's that that is the first book we've probably talked about this well i don't think th- we've talked about this book oh, on the really? podcast uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to talk about that at some point mm-hmm. maybe not today um but yeah essentially that's the first book aside from zen and the art of happiness that got me into any sort of uh this type All of this stuff. stuff yeah i guess well that's true and it's not so yeah, we should we should talk about this. We'll have to talk another about it. time. Yeah, we'll we'll put a pin in that. But from that book, because that's where I do my get my morning meditations from. Yeah, is their online like list basically? Yeah. And I was doing the one. I think it's the sounds and thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I just love how he and I teach this in my courses because of this because it works. Where when you catch yourself in a stream of thoughts that you don't want to be in. So like let's say you catch yourself spiraling and like negative thoughts and Mm -hmm. we all know you know when you get into those thoughts you have a tendency to just let them spiral right our brain just likes to not always it's possible but i know i've really i've just connected with a lot of people and talking about these things and like being kind of afraid to catch your thoughts because then it's like okay i catch myself doing it but where do i go from there because Mm -hmm. then kind of like the the smoking um spiral where you're like well now i'm criticizing myself because i let myself go down this negative spiral of thoughts or whatever Mm. and i just really like how in that meditation he talks about you know if you catch yourself going down a path with thoughts or whatever he's like celebrate it like celebrate that you caught your you know that you're yeah you caught yourself congratulate yourself and congratulate yourself on being awake yeah Yeah. and then come back come back to whatever or just just find your breath yeah like that's and so with anything you know if you're you know catch yourself saying you know having a a personal narrative that's not what you want it to be (laughs) And you're like, well, dang it. You know, I just was negative towards myself. Great. Say thank you to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And then just if you need a moment to find some grounding, breathe. Yeah. Feel your breath. Yeah, yeah. I love that thing about congratulate yourself on being awake. It's it's really a cool way. Yeah. To, I don't don't know. I just think, and I know I, I struggle with this or I used to. I don't really struggle with this anymore because of all of this learning. But like, it is such a great thing as humans to be able to celebrate ourselves yeah. Even when it's by ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm so grateful. Like, I, I can do the most you celebration do. <laughs> when, when I'm by myself is what Seriously, I'm saying. Seriously. Yeah, no. 100%. And, I, and I've really learned to. Yeah. I mean, it is so great, like, to go, to, you know, to you and call you when something good happens or when I'm, you know, um, even when I have, a, like, epiphany about myself. I'm like, I'm so proud of myself because I didn't let whatever get to me or whatever. Yeah. But really, it's like, when I truly am just celebrating it with myself, there's so much more I feel like I get out of it sometimes. Yeah. Because only I really understand yeah. me. And yeah. and that's a cool thing too. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of work to sometimes understand yourself. Oh, so, yeah. And it can be scary at first, but that's why I like these books that give you a really clear step on yeah. how to do things. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. They, That's the beauty of so many of these books is like, you know, some each book is going to connect or not connect in, in a different way or with a different person or whatever. And... I I always kind of have the thought that so many of them teach a very similar uh, thought process, but it 
there's what is there's there's one book it's like you are a badass or whatever mm-hmm. that book and Jen Sincero yeah that book makes me laugh because it's I feel like it's so written for women but like it is but um, I, but I read it and I liked it yeah. you know that, but it is good and I feel like her ultimate message in, in that book is just like self love it, it is you know and it's like makes sense with all this stuff it's like you gotta love yourself because then you'll respect yourself enough to do what you think you should do kind of a thing well yeah and it and it really i love her point of like you know you can you can seek other people's validation and love all day long yeah but until you love yourself there's does not matter yeah you know celebrating your success with someone else won't matter if you don't want to celebrate it with yourself first um yeah she that's i love that book yeah that's that's a very good one yeah I think I have your copy at my house. I think you do. My bed faced the other way when I when I read that book. <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny to think about. Like, cause no. I, rem- I remember laying in my bed and reading that book. And that was also the fa- same time I started reading about intermittent fasting. Mm. It was just like a lot. Not, I mean, not not like a lot in a bad way, but it's, um, yeah. it's just funny to think about like how many of those habits have just persisted for yeah however many years like seven years or whatever crazy yeah i know it's good i i think i read that book i was still living with angie i read it in our den on my couch my Mm -hmm. gray couch it's currently at my new house yeah it's fun times that is fun times (laughs) that's good times well i i was gonna mention some stuff about four hour work week but i think we'll probably have to save that for next time yeah no you don't have to be sorry uh i mean we just had a good talk we did that was it. That was yeah, the end. I, I would agree. <laughs> My name is Mark Little. <laughs> and I'm Marie Murataya. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the podcast, buy one of these books off the list and uh, read along because we'll yeah. get a small commission. Uh, they're what on thanksmorris.com? Um, I'm linking them in the notes. Oh, they're li- on my Amazon storefront. Okay, boom. Yeah. So Well, they're also on thanksmores.com, but you'll find them quicker in the notes. You'll find them quicker in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Uh, this show is brought to you today uh, by, by thanksmores.com where you can find gratitude journals or does it say thanksmore.com thanksmores.com oh nice all right good <laughs> and uh it's a great it's a great company get some merch get a freaking get, uh, get a shirt get a journal and get a sweatshirt get after it get a journal all right take it easy <laughs> take it easy i'm doing the shilling here also <laughs> also brought to you by the ugaverse one of the greatest nft projects to ever exist if you want to check out the ugaverse i don't know look at uh OpenSea, OpenSea.io. I don't own it, but I do own some Ugas. And uh, come join us and have fun. All right. That's it. That is all. Bye.